Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What's going on? Rise up, Red Sea, Bo Brock, Damian Anderson. We've got a producer, Emma, in the house. And of course, you, you're live in the chat. We appreciate you joining us here on the latest edition of PHNX Cardinals. And of course, this is brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Of course, you go to DraftKings and you sign up, you code promo code PHNX, and you're going to be hooked up quite nicely. And we're going to get into the graphic in the beginning. It's not the best trio. We talked about that the other day. We're actually going duo. Getting really creative here. Outside the box thinking. It's not trio. It's duo. Most important duo because Damian Anderson, it is the it is National Best Friends Day. And it made us think, mm. the key best friends in this team, who's going to be the dynamic duo? And that's going to be the most you know important to the team's success in 2022. We're going to get into that conversation. Plus, the Arizona Cardinals running back room is not getting the respect I think that it deserves. It's like list season, it's ranking season, you're inundated with it. And the latest one, shocking to uh, no Cardinals fan at all, Arizona Cardinals not getting the respect that they deserve. And we're going to dive into that. Also, I've got a story for you here from the PHNX crew, Damian, about uh, perseverance, triumph, uh, overcoming and uh, going against all odds to pull one out. Um, is, is it like the mighty, mighty Ducks-ish? Is it like that? Oh, or? yeah. Oh, yeah. There might have been a flying V. Um, Emilio Estevez okay. might have been there or not. I, I don't know. But uh, we'll get into that conversation. Speaking of duos, our, our guy Johnny Venerable will be back in the house tomorrow. But today it's just me and Damian. Frank Sanders will be here along the way the rest of the week. Big. Just a couple days left here of this week of shows. Arizona Cardinals back you, it's just That's me you and me. And me. This is the quote. This is the most important to this. this. You know what? When it's all said and done, what makes the the most sense is when you show up. I mean, half the time, all you got to do is just show up, man. That's half the game. That's half the battle right there. It's it's not the uh, Yogi Berra, you know, baseball's 90% half mental, which which, not very good as far as playing the percentages or fractions there for Mr. Berra. But uh, he was a champion, I think, what, eight times over for the Yankees? So, you can argue thing. with that. Yeah, he did his, did his thing. thing. And he yeah. had some good pitchers that he teamed up with. But when we look at this Arizona Cardinals team, Damian, I think it's very star-studded. You know, it's it's they've got some top-tier talent. And when you think of the top duos, I mean, the, the top one in the last couple of years since the Arizona Cardinals were able to fleece the Houston Texans in a trade for a guy named DeAndre Hopkins, you think the top duo, it's got to be Kyler Murray or DeAndre Hopkins, but he's out the first six games of the season. If you want to play, you know, say, hey, this is the the next, you know, down the stretch, they've got to be the most important duo. But in your opinion, D.A., who do you like as far as the most important uh, duo for the Arizona Cardinals? What's up, Cardinals? Sin? 
Bo, you make some great points. As you said, important. I mean, and you know Kyler and Hop, that's an easy one. Hollywood and Kyler, that's another easy one because you expect that to happen naturally with Hop being out the first, first six games. However, defenses know that too, so they could double cover, you know, eliminate Hollywood out of the, 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 the programming, out of the offensive, you know, play calling for Cliff Kingsbury. That being said, I wouldn't say it's just it's up there. I'm just going to go with Kyler and A.J. Green because A.J. Green has to have a type of year where he sticks out, where he has, you know, close to eight, nine hundred yards. Because we saw last year when when D hop went down, we saw um, he went to Jacksonville. We, we saw Christian Kirk, Christian you, Kirk know, yeah. you know, you know, has obviously had a solid year, which he's been you know heavily compensated for it. But A.J. Green, there was a little bit of that disconnect. I wouldn't call them number one importance, but I would call Zavin and Simmons the number one importance, given the AFC West opponents, obviously the in-conference opponents with San Francisco as well as L.A. You got defending champions coming back and two great head coaches who create who call great game plans based on their opponents. So and you look at Zavin not being that ex- is experienced. Uh, I mean, yeah, Zavin not being experienced as as um, Simmons. And Simmons has Mm -hmm. progressed every year, but knowing what you're going to face and knowing that he has minimal experience, those two are going to be imperative in the Cardinal successes moving forward. Because, as I said, their AFC opponents, first game of the year is going to be Patrick Mahomes. I know that that really doesn't dictate the season, but they're in conference play and they got to see San Francisco twice and they got to see L.A. twice. I completely agree with you on that front. I mean, as far as Zayvon Collins and Isaiah Simmons and their importance to this defense and how they can kind of uh, transform what people are looking at as a defensive unit that's down, they can immediately upgrade it with uh, coming out of the gate strong. And, and, you know, Vance Joseph said last week, Damian, during his press availability, it's their time. There's high expectations on their on these guys. Their, uh, their internal scouting believe in these guys to take this jump. And it's necessary for this defense to just survive for them to kind of become like the next version of K.J. Wright and Bobby Wagner of the Seattle Seahawks or what we saw for a couple of years in San Francisco when it was uh, Patrick Willis and a couple other talented linebackers, you know, that one-two punch, guys that you don't know, hey, are they going to get after the passer? Are they going to stuff a rushing lane? Are they going to drop back in coverage? If you've got two guys and you can kind of be this amoeba defense, with, Z- with Zayvon Collins and, uh, and Isaiah Simmons, it just kind of changes the game. And if they can take that step, one that's not being talked about enough, and I'm glad you brought it up, I think that they could be the one, of the, one of, if not the most important duo on this team. I mean, you can look at the back end, like, right? You can look at, you know, the pressure is going to be on Byron Murphy and Marco Wilson, second-year uh, cornerback out of Florida. Or you've got, you know, the, the most proven commodity as far as duos go on the defensive side of the ball and Jalen Thompson and Buda Baker. But man, I completely agree as far as Isaiah and Zavin. I mean, I just think it's the lack of experience there. I mean, we, we know that Isaiah has been over the past couple of years transitioning, trying to figure out his position and you got uh, Zavin who really didn't play that much. So it's a big unknown where the known is that you got some real deal, hard hitters, great quarterbacks and great offensive you know, schemes coming into University of Phoenix Stadium or where they travel to. So that role position, and I don't want to stress the importance that they they need to be pro bowlers, Bo. I'm not, I don't think that that's what it is. I think they, they need to do, the, you know, their job and their job well, not make many mistakes, you know, get turnovers, get the, give the all offense back the football. Because I think that everyone could agree that this team is hev- heavily leveraged offensively, right? With, I mean, as you said, star-studded, Kyler Murray, D-Hop, 
um, you know, Hollywood Brown, Zach Ertz, you know, Trey McBride, the list goes on and we didn't even get to the running backs, right? We haven't even right. touched them. We're just talking about the, the receiving core. So in Kyler Murray being a superstar, you expect that you have those expectations, but defensively to me, there's still some big holes. I mean, you could, you and I, you know, we could go at this all day. I mean, obviously JJ Watt has to be a huge role, you know, him and Marcus Golden. I mean, I know that they play similar, but yet different position, but that D line is going to be imperative. I mean, you want to be able to get pressure and stop the run. Can they do that? And how does Isaiah Simmons and Zayvon Collins fit into that mix is going to be huge. We've got, uh, you know, and, and I don't want to gloss over because I think we should, you know, give a little respect to the other duos, especially, you know, and we'll get more into the running backs later here in this podcast. But, you know, when you look at the let's let's talk about kind of the the, the triangle where it's it's going to be early on. It's going to be Kyler and Hollywood at the first six games of the season. That's your duo as far as top pass catcher and quarterback, but I like that you mentioned AJ Green, somebody that's not being talked enough about this offseason. He had a good bounce back and he'll have a better grasp of this offense. I would expect less, you know, uh, mental blunders that we saw last year, you know, yeah. including the brutal one against the Packers. Um, and then you, but just how important it's going to be that Kyler and Hollywood immediately get back on that same page that they were on at Oklahoma, the well-known season, the Heisman Trophy winning season that, that Kyler had and, and catapulted Marquise to be a first-round pick. It's going to be key for them to get back. But, you know, James Conner, Daryl Williams, it, it's it's going to be huge that Daryl Williams fills that void left by Chase Edmonds. And then you've got, you've got like, the Cliff-Time duo that's going to be so important yeah. because I think those are two guys that, especially down the stretch, you know, they're, they're the guys that are under a microscope. If the Arizona Cardinals take – you know, a, another step back as far as the end of the season, you know, Cliff, I mean, it's, it's, it's not something that people can just kind of look over any longer. It's a problem finishing seasons. And then of course, Kime, I think he plays a role in that as far as their depth. So he's got to continue to be on top of his game and keeping this roster where it needs to be to compete against that AFC West, against the NFC West, against the second ranked schedule going into the 2022 season. Well, you bring up some good points. And, and for me, that pressure is going to become heavily on Kime and Cliff if the Arizona Cardinals don't have the year that that, that is expected. And it, I, for, for me, I believe that it's Super Bowl or bust. We've talked about the progression of Kyler Murray and Cliff Kime. I mean, Cliff Kingsbury being together. They've continued to get better over the years. We've seen that. Uh, obviously, they made it to the playoffs last year, didn't have the, the best showing that they wanted. And I think the fans, the organization, they want to see wins. They want to see a playoff appearance and wins. And if that doesn't happen, and you have to considering all the factors, right? You got the quarterback of your, your system. You have the receivers of your system. We've heavily leveraged the offensive capital or the team capital offensively, 80-20 even. I mean, maybe 70-30, whatever, you know, that's semantics, whatever you want to call sure. it. However, that's going to come down to who's, you know, who's at fault for that if it doesn't work. That's going to come right. down to Cliff, and that's going to come down to, you know, Steve. Because at the end of the day, they're in charge of getting the groceries, communicating about what's needed for each salad, right? You know what I mean? For right. each meal. And, and we've seen, you know, there's been – we've talked about it. You know, the Cardinals have done everything that they can with the exception of paying, paying Kyler Murray, you know, 40-plus million per year. But they've got, you know, his best friend in Hollywood Brown. They've, you know – built an offensive dynamo, which statistically it's supposed to produce. And if that doesn't result in wins and points and, you know, just, I, I just say production. I mean, are the Cardinals fans happy if you've got a Dallas where the offense is playing their ass off and the defense, there's, you know, some problems 
and you're not getting to the playoffs. I don't think that the Cardinals fans are okay with that. I don't, I don't think that they're okay with eight and eight or just missing the playoffs. To me, it's a situation where the Arizona Cardinals have to go to the playoffs and win a football game. I see Jalen Blair in the chat and he says, this isn't a Super Bowl roster. And I think if you looked at any of the rosters right now in the NFL, that you can't say without a doubt that this is a super, there's a Super Bowl roster out there right now. You have to continue to add you. I mean, you know, obviously you have to be very lucky as far as, you know, staying healthy. And also you have to develop like a lot of these players have to develop. So to say anybody is definitively a Super Bowl roster. I know we've got the the usual suspects that were you know, and ones coming into uh, State Farm Stadium as far as game one of this season. But look, I, I really just don't I don't even agree with the Rams. The Rams, you know, they had some. Who, who's going to protect Matthew Stafford as far as that left tackle position? Andrew Whitworth retired. Uh, they're having a lot of change there. I, sh- I, I know they brought in some guys. They brought in Bobby Wagner. They brought in uh, Allen Robinson. But look, as far as their defensive secondary goes, there's still a lot of questions, I think, across all 32 teams. And this is not very rarely. I don't think it's ever happened in the history of the game that the team that's sitting there, you've got your 90-man roster, and who you think is going to be your 53 is going to start and just go, you know, start to finish coast to coast as that team. And he's like, okay, there's your Super Bowl roster. And then they 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 actually get it the job done. I mean, the Arizona Cardinals have a good roster in place right now to return to the playoffs and then with some key moves and development they can get right there Jalen saying he's disagreeing the rams have a super super roster the bills have a super bowl roster the chargers are super bowl caliber roster okay uh, i mean if, if that's what you think right now sure you can project that all you want but when it comes down to it I mean, Justin Herbert's got to make enough plays to where they're not relying on the Raiders calling a timeout or not calling a timeout for them to get it in the postseason. And, you know, Josh Allen can't defend he Patrick got, Mahomes. Got, yeah, I was going to say, he got to beat Patrick no. Mahomes. And you can't forget right. about the boy in Cincy. You know, you can't forget right. about what they're doing They're doing in Cincy. And, I mean, I, I think the Rams are probably the, clo- the closest, you know, for us regional-wise in terms of the NFC West. But – I mean, you can't overlook what Tom Brady does, you know, offensively and if he gets Gronk back. And I know that he hasn't signed, but I think that we all know it's just a matter of time because he changes things, right? And Gronk will get healthy by, like, week 12, and then it'll be a problem for the National Football League. That's just what happens. He ain't doing shit but drinking 40s and and, 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 beer, <laughs> and, and popping kegs up until now, right. until then, and traveling the world, which is a great life, right? And, and getting his mind right to know when he has to come back, you know, and play in the National Football League. But – I mean, to your point, Bo, I don't think that really you can dictate where a team is. I think that you want to check off the star players right at each position. I think Matthew Stafford is a star. Cooper Cup is a star. Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey, obviously, on that offensive unit. They don't have Von Miller. And I think that for the Cardinals, to your point, Bo, it may be an acquisition during the middle of the year where the Cardinals find a guy where, hey, this will take us over the edge because – Look at the Cardinals for the first half of the season. I hate to go, you know, reflect and look at the past, but that's the only thing that we can study. I mean, they were one of the best teams in the NFL. You go Kyler is a front runner for the MVP. Defense is playing their ass off, leading the league in turnovers, and the offense could just doing whatever they want at their will. Now, was that going to be indicative of, of years to come? We don't know, but I think it's sustainability and finding pieces like, hey, where do we fall apart at? Is it getting depth on the defensive line? Or is it getting that, you know, solidifying that wide receiver position because Hop may not play, right? Getting Trey McBride to to create mismatches offensively so we could just, you know, obliterate defenders because you can't have a, a tiny safety on, on Trey McBride or Zach Ertz. That's just going to be a problem, right? Like they just can't match up. And I think 
Cliff Kingsbury does a great job of strategizing and finding opportunities to get his guy, throw his guys open, right? Like that's coaching. Like we all watch the games and we, we could see it, uh, you know, if a receiver makes a great catch. But a lot of times in the Cliff Kingsbury offense, guys are like five yards open where there's no guys around them. And it's just a comfortable throw for Kyler and a comfortable catch for the receiver. To me, that's coaching. And he does a great job of, of finding opportunities for his guys. Kyler Murray, you mentioned the, uh, he played like an MVP early last season. I see Jalen Blair in the chat saying, you know, he thinks the Rams is a Super Bowl roster. We'll go to the DraftKings Sportsbook and uh, put your money where your mouth is. You can earn some cash by doing so. I hope you do. I saw somebody placed a futures bet, $2,000 on the DraftKings Sportsbook app that Kyler Murray was going to win the MVP. Two grand right now. Kyler Murray to win MVP. That's 18 to 1 odds. I believe that's just over $35,000 in winnings, 36K, whatever. If K1 can survive the marathon season and continue to just show up and show out like he did early last season, that's a ton of cash. Uh, tonight, we've got the Warriors. They're three and a half point dogs on the road against Boston game three. If you don't like the spread, do yourself a favor, maybe parlay it up, take money line, look at some props, rebounds, points from you know some different players for bigger payouts. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now. That's all you have to do. That's what you need to take from all these odds I just threw at you. Use the promo code PHNX. Take any $5 bet during the NBA Finals. Get $150 in free bets instantly. That's the promo code PHNX only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See our show notes for more details about the DraftKings Sportsbook app, but download that DraftKings Sportsbook app right now. Promo code PHNX, any $5 Bet during the NBA Finals, $150 in free bets instantly. Incredible. So yesterday, Damian wasn't there. I was there. We went to the Ice Den in Scottsdale. Beautiful, beautiful venue. And we got on the ice. We were wearing our shoes. We played a, a new game to me. It was, yeah, thank you, Emma. This is our PHNX crew. I didn't get the memo that ice is cold and I was wearing a T-shirt and shorts. Showing off my uh, my dungeon tan there. And uh, but we got the job done despite going down 2-0 in our broom ball game. Are you Emma, our producer? Are What's you, that? Are you albino? Or <laughs> it looks like it, yeah. man. It looks like it. I need to get some more of this AZ sun yeah. on man. my skin. Uh, I look like I fit in there. I look like a I look like an idiot now that it's just you know between the pipes and playing hockey all the time. But we got it done. We won four three. Dramatic nice. win. I made uh, Lindsay Smith of PHNX Suns look foolish. Unfortunately, she fell on her backside for the game-winning goal. I got the game-winning assist, and it was just beautiful. Big thank you to uh, to the Ice Den out there. Uh, Two-hour summer public skate sessions for just $10 per skater. Visit IceDenScottsdale.com slash public-skating and IceDenChandler.com slash public-skating. See, Sly, what are we talking about? More betting? 1,000 pennings? Oh, no, 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 no. Jalen Blair said that he's going to put down some money on the cards winning the division. So Okay. I saw our guy, yeah. Kyle Odegaard. He was saying that uh, there, as far as smart money, because you're not going to get good value with the Rams. You pr- you'll get decent value with the Niners, who are projected to be the second team in the division. But Arizona Cardinals, I think, are like plus 400. So as far as right. value-wise and how well they played, if they can string together a full 17-game season – that's probably where you're going to get your biggest bang for your buck. 
Yeah, but you're looking at you're looking at the odds, and you see that if you got to you know like anything, you got to do your own research. You got to right. do your own research, and you got to look at you see the AFC, you see the NFC, you see the first game of the year, and it's like what are, what are the odds? You know that they right. go out there and win and, and win those games, and I just think that there's a lot of uncertainty. I mean, don't get me wrong. If you're a go to DraftKings, make that bet. I mean, I feel good about the. The Cardinals, too. I think Kyler Murray is, you know, one of the best there is, but there's just too many unknowns. I might make that bet as they're trending. You know what I mean? I'm going to follow. I'm going to be following and make the trend maybe when it's like 200. You know what I mean? The odds are not not 400, 200, right? I think that that's better. I'm not really a betting man, Bo. But is that better? Does that improve my – it reduces my payout, right? I'm guessing. Sure, for sure. I mean, if if you're getting them at like last year when they're 10 and 2, first in the NFC West, you know, those odds obviously – not as good. You'd be probably better served to go to the Rams or the 49ers to, to overtake them and get better odds on them. But it doesn't matter unless they get the job done. I mean, you can go bet and you can get the best value possible plus 400. It's not going to matter if they don't cash. And, uh, yeah. you know, if they can, you know, you're looking good. And I don't think it's a dumb bet. I really don't think it's a dumb yeah. bet. There's so much uh, change throughout each and every NFL season. Like there, there's a team that finished in the cellar last year that – you know, it always happens. I mean, you had the Bengals were brutal the previous season. They made the run of the Super Bowl. You had a four-win, number two overall picking San Francisco 49ers team put it together in only an uh, offseason time, and they're playing the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. And, and they they dominated went 13-3 and three in the NFC West. It always happens. There's always a worst to first. So there's some good value out there. I think the Arizona Cardinals and the NFC West, pretty decent value right now, probably the best value you can get now not getting the respect as far as the running back room. That's what I knew I had to bring this up with our resident oh. running back, Damian Anderson pro football focus. Uh, I don't know what's going on here. Here's what they said. The Arizona Cardinals are the 23rd ranked running back room in the NFL. Keep this up for me. Emma, as I read it, Chase Edmonds injury early last season, opened the door for James Conner to take over a larger role. He took full advantage with a thousand all-purpose yards, 18 touchdown Connors excels in short yardage situations and developed into a solid receiving option out of the backfield, but he struggled to stay healthy throughout his career. We know that Arizona added Daryl Williams, veteran option behind him this offseason, Keontae Ingram, who worked out under Damian this offseason preparing for the draft. Cardinals will be hoping they don't have to lean too heavily on either, and I don't think they will. Uh, it's so important as far as this running back to get a room to get James Conner a, a good snap count each and every game. Like if he's getting in touch count, like if he's getting 25, 30 touches, it's not going to bode well for him and his uh, ability and durability to stay healthy throughout the season. But if they can get him, you know, around 17 to 20 touches and especially around that goal line, they're golden. Darrell Williams, I think he can slide in well. 23rd overall, right ahead of the Jets and the Jags. Get out of here with that. I mean, it, it's crazy, Bo. I mean, but I mean, to, to your point, if James Conner and Daryl Williams are getting 35 touches a game, the Cardinals aren't who they thought we thought they th- who we thought they were. I mean, at the end of the day, they aren't because with Kyler Murray, you don't get Kyler Murray to hand off the football. You don't get Hollywood to hand off the football. You don't get DeAndre Hopkins to hand off the football. You don't get Cliff Kingsbury as your head coach to hand off the football. I get it. Situations may dictate to play. However, when you have that depth of talent and you have that type of quarterback who you're paying 40 million dot projected 40 million dollars per year to the goal is to get him in to highlight his abilities his abilities aren't giving the ball to james Conner, but with that 
that's when they have to be, you know, capitalists. Uh, James Conner and, and Daryl Williams have to be capitalists at the running back position where everyone doesn't know what's going on because we talked about Cliff's ability to to basically create plays offensively. They're, they're, that creates holes offensively for the running back. So just when you think it's a pass, whether it's an inside zone, draw, screen, whatever it is, capitalizing on those opportunities, being serviceable, continuing to get the the tough yardage, the, the, the third, fourth down, conversions and the red zone you know capitalizing and if he has another double digit year and he splits that you know they both have 20 touchdowns I think that's a good year for the running backs they have no fumbles and they get conversions I think what they're you know obviously the health is questionable but James you know had a solid year and I think that with Cliff's system you know guys like Keontae will be able to get off too I mean it doesn't really it's not unless you're getting six, seven to 10 yards per carry, right? I think that that's what pro football focus is looking at guys that get, you know, high yards per carry guys Mm -hmm. that get those explosive 10, 20 yard runs and, you know, score a lot of touchdowns. James excels in, you know, two of those categories, short yardage and and scoring touchdowns. I mean, those you can't argue, but you want to see the higher, you know, um, profitability when he's touching the football, you know, every time he touches instead of, you know, 3.8, 3.6, you want to see upwards of that, five to six yards per carry, which is tough as shit to do in the National Football yeah. League. I mean, it's difficult, but that's why, as I said, they're have heavily leveraged passing the football, and, and when you got a guy like Kyler Murray, the running backs just eat the be- reap the benefits. Especially with, with Kyler, uh, Cliff Kingsbury's kind of run scheme. It's more to kind of get outside. It's, it's not really built for guys – for guys like James Conner to thrive and, and really get that yards per carry up. I mean, he's money in the bank when it, when it matters, when it's close. He was one of the best in the league. And so was, so was his new but backup. In but, but, but Chase did it. You know what I mean? Chase yeah. was, was able yeah. to find, and then maybe quickness or, you know, a, a, dif, a deficiency maybe in his quickness or speed mm. or whatever. But Chase was able to do that. We saw that, you know, when Chase got in the football games. And I, you know, recall sometimes, and, you know, when you sent this thing over and I try to make some notes and, whatever. And I just remember being that, you know, number two back versus number one, the game changes, you know, when you're coming mm-hmm. in there on third down and, you know, and the, the, the expectations of the defense that it's passed and you get that draw, they're on their heels a little bit. So they're reacting, whether it's when you're playing every down and they're coming, their first step is forward in anticipation of it's maybe a run or play action. Right. So they're looking for, they're more uh, apt to look for the run. So it's, it's going to be, it's difficult when you're the man uh, James has played in, in, um, you know, in Pittsburgh where they were giving him the ball over 20 times a game. So I think that he's prepared for that. But I think that this offense serves him well, Bo, you know, to your earlier point where he doesn't need, you know, that many carries because the quality of his carries and his touches are going to be for something meaningful, not just to get, you know, move the ball three yards up to, up the field to, to to say we ran that play, right? It's going to be, right. hey, buddy, we're trying to get this first down and we're trying to score this touchdown when James Conner touches the football. Yeah, I, I mean, it's really going to where I, I'm concerned. And there's, there's one area, one key area where I think Chase Edmonds thrived for this Arizona Cardinals team last year that they're going to have to find out who the guy is going to step in. And you would say, well, Darrell Williams. But Darrell Williams takes over the receiving threat. He had all, close to over nine yards uh, per reception. So he's a beast as far as catching the ball out of the backfield. He's better than Chase Edmonds as far as in short yardage situations. I think out of his 19 carries within the 10-yard line, he scored six touchdowns, which is it's a pretty good batting average considering everybody pretty much knows what you're going to do. So he can he can kind of he can cram it in there a little bit with the best of them, just like his his running back mate James Conner. But where Chase Edmonds was so good last year was uh, getting chunk yardage in the fourth quarter and really 
bleeding that clock, salting games away. Like I really remember him and Kyler Murray running back-to-back option plays. I don't know if there's anybody quick enough to run an option in that running back room. Maybe Eno, maybe Keontae, but I don't know if it's their two, two RB1 and RB2 guys uh, where they were able to get around the edge on Randy Gregory and just kind of abused him to get some big, big plays to, to move the chains and just salt that clock away. Uh, well, that's going to be something that that role is going to have to so somebody's going to have to emerge to take that role from Chase Edmonds because I I don't know who you could definitively say that is right now. No, I mean it's going to have to be Keontae or Eno. I mean because yeah. as you mentioned, Daryl and, and and James, that's not necessarily in their you know their their description as a running back. They're not speed guys and get to the, you know get to the outside. But to me, that's more of a of Cliff Kingsbury's ability to identify opportunities with the with the personnel that he has right like hey we have you know an athletic quarterback we have a running back that's quick fast and who's that guy going to be because there's opportunity as you mentioned Bo for them to identify areas of weakness for a defense and running that backside option that's the greatness of having a guy like Kyler Murray but you have to compliment it or or is it going to be a guy like Rondell Moore you know, is it going to be a guy where they motion Rondell Moore in the backfield and run that option, you know, backside? Because, I mean, I, I was able to see him when he when my son was at Northwestern and, he, and I saw him play a couple games and he was a monster. I mean, he wherever mm-hmm. he touched the football, and I think that's what the expectation that they thought of Rondell Moore when they got him in the second round was a guy that they can, you know, as, as a Swiss Army knife, a tool where they can do whatever they want with him, move him in the backfield, move him outside, do the jet sweeps, keeps – you know, keeping defenders guessing. And I think Cliff does a great job um, at that offensively. Beautiful. I mean, I, I didn't, even, you know, Rondell Moore, it's, he's going to be a factor in the backfield. I, I really agree that James is dope. Like he was <laughs> TA. Appreciate, appreciate that. that. Jose, I've never been worried about runners. It's always been blocking up front and hinders our progress. If that lineman work is cohesive effort, runners will work better. Look, I like another. I like the second season of Rodney Hudson in the system. Uh, they're healthy right now. I like. I'll take this group coming back. I think that there's good camaraderie. Uh, you know, there's uh, there's continuity coming back with their offensive line. People always just the, the offensive line played like shit down the stretch. No doubt about it. But I, I, I can see them bouncing back. And they're, they were like middle of the road. So I, I, don't, I think if they can bounce back, they were pretty solid at the beginning of the season. It's not, a play, it's not an area that I'm super concerned with. I'm more concerned with, you know, that decent defensive front. Of course, the, the back end as far as the cornerback room as we make our way closer to training camp. I do want to tell you, though, uh, we're starting to see those vid numbers rise around the country again. Make sure you're giving yourself and your family the best chance to stay healthy this summer and continue to do all the things you want to do this summer. I mean, that means going on trips, you know, hit the airport, airport, uh, road trips, barbecues, a night out in the town. You want to go hit that uh, whatever concerts in town. COVID-19 vaccines are free and for everyone five and older. Those 12 and older are also now eligible for the booster. We're seeing we're two years into this thing. And there isn't a better option than you getting the shot. COVID-19 vaccines are free for everyone five and older. Those 12 and older are now eligible for the booster. Numbers are rising. Put yourself in the best position to keep you and your family safe and healthy. Visit azhealth.gov slash find vaccine for a location near you. That's azhealth.gov to find a vaccine for a location slash find vaccine for a location near you, Bo Brock, Damian Anderson, hanging out with you. Johnny Venerable returns tomorrow. We're hearing from Frank Sanders by the end of the week. Um, 
We had Kyler Murray. He's been very active on social media. He wasn't at OTAs this week, but he was posting thirst traps on his IG. My God, look at Kyler Murray. He's got uh, what's he what's he doing? There's some shrugs. It looks like the quote on his IG. I've dedicated my entire life to chasing this. Do you believe in me? You like it, Damian Anderson? Would you have posted this back in your heyday? Um, I I, I can't really comment about another man's. <laughs> Asking me to look at him, you know what I mean. I'm not going to call another man delicious. Like, I can't, I can't, I, I, I can't do that. But no, I mean it's a it's a day and age, right? You know what I mean. Like he feels good about his body. You know, I'm all about it. Do you, Kyler? I mean, whatever it takes to make you feel, you know what I mean, like good about yourself. He's feeling himself. He saw the the bottom abs pop in, you know, after the workout. He wanted to get a good pick, and as you said, it's a thirst trap. He was out there fishing. He was he was out there fishing, seeing what he was going to get. But I mean, that's the day and age of social media. You know what I mean? Why not? You know what I mean? He's a he's a beast in his own right. As long as it's a noble intention, man, go for it. This is a this is a throwback. That's, it looks like a D'Angelo video there, Damien. <laughs> <laughs> with with the with the chest hairs. I yeah, with the chest. I dig it. I mean, yeah. I mean, he's ready. I mean, he's. I'm not going to make too many comments about another man's body, but I mean, best of yeah. luck, Tyler. He's he looks like he's in shape and he could still run a four three as long as he can sling that bitch and not get tackled. I think that that's <laughs> all, I think that that's all the all the fans care about, right? The men the men fans care about, right? So, yeah. I mean, yeah, 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 for sure. The, the girls can the thirst over him all they want. The dudes as well, you know. But uh, and the dudes who want to be him, you know. But the the good thing is when you're trying to when you're just evaluating, he's your quarterback. You're just like yeah. okay. Guy looks like he's in shape. Looks like he's ready to go right now. He's having looks fun. Like it, yeah, he's having yep. fun, bro. Yeah, he's having. He's in a good place. He's not tripping. You know, like you said, he. I think most importantly that you take away from that, he's trained his whole life. He's dedicated, right? And I think as a fan, yeah. as as an analyst, as a you know alumni, that's what you want to hear. That he's dedicated. He's staying in touch with his fan base, and he's ready. And I think he's ready to get paid too. You know what I'm saying, bro? He's yeah. he's ready to get that that forty bag per year. He's ready to get that money. <laughs> He's ready to get that money. Hey, look, put that last comment back on the screen. If you're watching, you can see it, but I'll read it for you. Uh, Bo, I got a question. Your a, your guy AC be flipping out about the cars. Don't do it his way. I don't know what he's talking about there, but have you ever told him to take some OGs and chill? Okay. He's talking about my old uh, co-host. That's what he's doing. Have I ever yeah. told him to take some OGs? I need to tell him to take some OGs. I always love talking about OGs. Because OG's is Arizona's first original scratch-made cannabis kitchens and is dedicated to creating an innovative and memorable cannabis-infused products that flavors life's journey. The quality of the products, they stem from the combination of accurate dosing and amazing flavor edibles. We know this, not a one-size-fits-all product, which is why OG's is proud to offer a wide range of products for all demographics, all preferences. They, their motto, it's flavoring life. It's something we could all get behind. OG's incredible. The tropical flavors can't go wrong. Guava, strawberry, kiwi, raspberry, orange, pina colada. Our guy Frank Sanders, he has his own personal favorite. It's not part of the tropical blend, but it's the orange creamsicle, number 81. He loves it. If you're interested in trying in the amazingly delicious variety of flavors from OG's, it's perfect for any scenario. Yeah, whether you need to just kind of chill, yeah, they've got that. You want to go camping? You need some help sleeping outside like myself? Get yourself some OG's. Or you just want to maybe increase a concert experience. OG's is where it's at. You want to learn more, ogsbrands.com. That's O-G-E-E-Z, brands.com to find OG's 
near you. Love everybody in the chat. Absolutely. DA's always got it going on. Make sure you're following him on Twitter at Damian Anderson. You can cop one of those sick PHNX hats that he's got on right now. PHNXlocker.com. And of course, sign up today. You could get a free hat if you sign up to gophnx.com. You can become a member, get one of those free hats or shirt, or you can become a member for just 50 cents for your first month. Check it out. GoPHNX.com. Cardinals back on the practice field tomorrow. They wrap up this week's session of OTAs, and then it's mandatory next week. I think, Damian, at this point, we don't even really have to run a Kyler Murray watch for him to be in attendance next week at mandatory. Uh, what, what do you think, Bo? I mean, I don't know how I feel about it. I mean, because he hasn't got I his mean, money. He did show a... a, a you know, act of good faith by showing up to, you know, voluntary stuff. But this is different. I mean, this is either making it a point to be known. I mean, he's kind of done that already. Or is it everything's been done? It's already a handshake behind the scenes, and it's just a matter of time. If, think, if he shows up, know, that if he, if yeah. he shows up, that's happened already, for sure. Yeah, I think we're just business as usual now. You know, we, we know about, you know, Cliff said to the veterans, hey, can you do three of the 10 OTAs? Gotcha. That was last year. Looks like that's the case this year. We've seen D Hop. He was there in the facility. He's rehabbing. He's here for OTAs. Like, there's no no shows. There's no DK Metcalfs where he had that unexcused absence that they were talking about yesterday. Uh, it, it's Kyler Murray. Seems like he's just he did his three OTAs. He'll come the mandatory, and then he'll get ready for the training camp for the next month and a half. Uh, if there is a hiccup. That that's when you can start to kind of panic because that means something has gone wrong. And that that good faith that we've seen since pretty much pre-draft to now, uh, his agent, Eric Burkhart, his representation, the Arizona Cardinals, uh, they're at uh, not in a good place. And, I, you know, that that could always happen. It's a business. Um, so but I, I, I'm, I don't anticipate anything happening between now and what Tuesday. And, and, and Bo, let me ask you this: When did you know guys like Patrick? When did, <clears throat> excuse me, when did Patrick and Allen get their deals done? Was it you know officially July? Was it after you know mandatory? That's that's around the timing when that happens. And is right. there any yeah. reasoning behind that? You know whether it's money is kicked in or off. You know the balance sheet. Is there any reason right. why that is the time of year when they redo quarterback contracts? You know, I, that, that's a great question. I think it's it's because, yeah, they've got all those checks and balances figured mm-hmm. out for right. that season, especially the season coming up to where they've got, you know, enough if they need to go out there and make a move and add a free agent or make a trade uh, that they, they, they've got their draft, draft class all squared away. They've got all their ads done before training camp. Um, yeah, I, I just think that there's a precedent for it there in July and August, and there's more time. Too for the GM, he doesn't have anything like the draft that Steve Kahn was preparing for when Burkhart was kind of pressing him to give Kyler that contract before any other quarterbacks got it done before. So July, August seems like kind of the money spot if it's not, you know, a couple of weeks, maybe beginning of September before they officially kick things, kicking things off. Arizona Cardinals less than a hundred days away from that. But Bo, is it the is it has it been the five I've heard this thing. I'm new, you know what I mean? Like I I'm, I'm yeah. new to social media. I heard this thing that they call the five day rule. You know what I mean? So <laughs> is that is that yeah. like applicable in this Kyler Murray situation? Is it still relevant on people's you know, is it still on people's mind? Do they want to know? Obviously he wants to know. He wants that bag, but are people still talking about that? Are they worried about Kyler showing up or not? 
I think I think Kyler's representation, if they felt like the Arizona Cardinals were just trying to utilize the five-day rule where they were trying to get people to pay less attention, just be quiet about it, and just kind of let it kind of the, the simmer wear off, that Kyler's, Eric Burkirk, his agent, would rile things back up if he needed right. to. I think the you know? five-day rule is applicable for me and you. I don't think it's applicable. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like I don't, <laughs> right. I don't think it's applicable for yeah. Kyler Murray. He's just a right. you know, too big of a polarizing figure in the game. Like if I said something out of line about Kyler Murray with his shirt off, like I would just kind of go silent for five days, just let it wear off. People would forget about it. But every now good. and then, I think you were good here. You were that dude <laughs> that was talking about Kyler. No, yeah, right, for sure. right. Yeah, uh, man, we appreciate everybody checking us out. As I said, Johnny Venerable returns tomorrow. Make sure you're following on Twitter at PHNX underscore Cardinals. And of course, follow Damian Anderson. Follow me, Bo Brock, at B-O-B-R-A-C-K. Have a great rest of your Wednesday. Stay safe out there. Stay cool. And we'll talk to you on another edition of this podcast live tomorrow at four. Thanks for joining the chat. And we'll talk to you on Thursday.